2: Welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined
1: by Luke Owen, D-A-D. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you?
2: I'm doing okay, I guess. Even though we didn't win. Our great country didn't win Eurovision at the weekend. But this is
1: it's the Eurovision you don't want to win. Yep. What do you mean? Well... I think you know everyone wanted the Ukraine to win because obviously
2: the public vote was overwhelmingly in
1: favor because that's the the nice thing to do and yeah, if Eurovision was, yeah. is one thing, it's being nice to people and they've had a bit of a horrible time. the vil- you know usually we are the villains mm. of Eurovision. however, there's a much greater villain out there now, and they weren't allowed to compete. so we didn't get to be the villain this time, and I think it's when it looked like we might win. I was a bit concerned. I was like, everyone hates us as it is. You don't want to be the country that beats the Ukraine at Eurovision in this year of all years.
2: <sighs> Does that make me a terrible person? Because you wanted the because, to uh, win. Because going in, I was like, come on, Ukraine. You know, it's, it's such a nice thing. But as soon as we started to score well, and I don't even love our entry, but he seems like a very nice chap, the guy who sings it.
1: I was like, we could bloody do this, <laughs> but we don't. We don't want to win this year. And by the end, I was like, no, um, try not and, Ukraine. We're gonna try and do it next year. Yeah. Well,
2: you know, that's I, I, how many chances do you get with that particular kind of inoffensive nonsense song every year at Eurovision? Because
1: every year, that's what gets released and onto Eurovision.
2: Yeah, but sometimes they they catch. And this one caught. Yeah, well, you know, and maybe- we've we've the, the, none of the others
1: over the last twenty years have. Well, that's because the last twenty years we've taken the wrong tact with this. This year we went smart, went TikTok. Mm. So next year, just take whatever the next TikTok five minute viral sensation it's going to be, and just try and focus on their five minutes of fame. Well,
2: you see that I thought we should enter Sea Shanties this year because it's an ethnic song. You know, like it's. That's a big part of Eurovision. Oh, look, that's a weird way of
1: doing music. That's indigenous to that country. But would you say that England or Great Britain is a sea shanty style
2: country? Yes, that's where it's from. From like the Cornwall and the West Country. Okay, fair enough. That's where the sea shanties come from, and that's where it's big on TikTok. When you
1: say sea shanties, I think pirates. And I just don't oh. think. <laughs> exactly. That's what I think a sea shanty is. Like a pirate's life for me.
2: I mean, arr, arr, arr,
1: arr, that sort of thing.
2: It kind of is. Anyway, the real winner that should have won but he, weren't even close game? were first Spain's outfits.
1: <laughs> okay, one second.
2: Spain's <laughs> butt heavy outfits.
1: <laughs> it's like the men had the top
2: half off, yeah. the women had the bottom
1: half off. Eurovision. Okay. Um,.
2: Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could not give you a single note of that song. <laughs> so focused on the butt. I, I can describe the entire costume from memory. It's like listening to Andy Datson talk about an Nikita Lions match. Yes, yeah, yeah. He doesn't know what's happening. No, i am a clue. He, but he can tell you what she looks like. But the real best song. I, can I play this? I think so, yeah. I want to get your opinion on it. Is everything I love about Eurovision. It's Is both... that what the song's called? No. <laughs> it's both somehow incredibly contemporary and massively outdated at the same time it's
1: self-aware could you imagine if someone clicks into this podcast this is the first episode they're listening to because they want to hear about the Sasha Banks Naomi walkout situation (laughs) and it's you and I talking for the last I don't know eight minutes about Eurovision
2: you're right we need to win them back somehow well here's Moldova's entry into Eurovision this was the live final recording so there he is playing some guitar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're right. This should have won. How did this not do well? Because of Ukraine. No, but you said it didn't come. You just said. Oh it didn't... yeah, yeah. It was. It was like top eight, I think. Oh, okay. That's right, That's better. Look at that guy drumming, he's not actually drumming at Nobody all. Nobody plays the instruments.
2: They've got they've got to dance. So you're like, yes, this is great, this is great rap. Are we sure this isn't Andy Sandberg? It could be. He's he's got the sort of witness protection Andy Sandberg <laughs> But that that's the bit, man. When it drops
1: <laughs> When it drops.
2: When it drops. Uh yeah, so that's my pick. Unfortunately
1: it didn't win. Well, I mean, it would have been my pick as well. Uh, we've had a couple of emails in a well, about Ooh. 40 before 40. Me and my lady
2: partner were thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear her suggestion? Absolutely, yeah. Circus Taster Course. It's a one-day experience. She can get it to you for free. Right, okay, hold on. I've got, I've got a, a, a thing up for this. 40 before 40. You can, you can go along to where she works, and you can do a sort of sample half hour <sighs> oh, in yeah. each of the the circus disciplines they offer. So you've got tightrope, you've got tumbling, you've got silks, and even blind trapeze.
1: But Oh, that sounds a bit scary. Ah, It's a bit scary. Uh, uh, Yeah, I mean, that actually, that's going on the list. Do you want to hear some of the other entries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So get into whiskey. Mm, I've been trying this for a while. Or at least make a good effort at it. It hurts. Uh, and Biscuit Live, Dine at a Michelin-style
2: restaurant. I think you should remove biscuit Why? Right. Because I think that's something you would have done on your own accord. Yeah, but you're trying to make it achievable as well, haven't you? You've you've put four, I was thinking, is it forty things in three years? Yeah. That's a lot of for- limp biscuit <laughs> I'm gonna do that one. Uh, Michelin Star Rest, that's that's a game changer. Yeah. Learn yeah. to do a headstand. Oh wow, that's Well, the headstands aren't that difficult. It's the handstands that are really tricky.
1: What? balancing on your head? That seems like it's very difficult. Surely your neck just breaks. Well, you've got
2: your hands down as well. So what you're actually doing in that is you're forming a triangle base, very stable. Mm. A handstand, you're just on your hands. Yeah, I
1: I appreciate that. But also, I get tired going up the stairs. So I think me being able to do Mm. anything like that might be...
2: But but, yeah, handstands are impossible for most
1: people. Uh, play and complete a legacy game.
2: Ah, that's a good one.
1: Yeah. I've written Go to WrestleMania. Feels like that's probably not mm. going to happen. Life drawing. You want to pose nude. That's it, yeah. yeah. Like, So my wife was making hell as well. She's like, well, I might take a life drawing class. And I was like, well, maybe I'll be the model for a life drawing class. And she was like, well, don't, well, don't do it locally. Like, <laughs> we know What if we know someone in the area? You could do a live stream. <laughs> Draw <laughs> me nude. We could do it as a subscriber drive. Yep. Yeah, we'll we're talking about Patreon goals. <laughs> Um, parents take me on a tour of their childhood. That's nice. So we'd walk around Liverpool and
2: stuff. What What would be good for you is you should interview your parents as a sort of private
1: family oh, that's podcast. Very good. I like that, Elijah. That's really nice. Um, uh, go to an ice hotel. Never done one of those. An ice hotel? Yeah. You know, the hotels are just completely You mean made a of nice ice. hotel? No, no. Like the hotels that are made of ice. What? You know, hotels. You've heard of like ice all, hotels
2: all the time. They're made of ice. Yeah, you've you've seen ice hotels, right? Why are you saying this like it's a normal thing? <laughs> because I've heard of that. I've heard of the ice lounge. No,
1: everyone's heard of ice hotels. No, they haven't. Yes, it. they have.
2: Ice hotels. Look
1: at these places.
2: So the whole thing is made of ice, yeah. or is that just? It looks like
1: ice. No, it's ice. You have to like be in coats the whole time. But what? But there's a bed there. Yeah. So you're sleeping on a block of ice. On a mattress. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So well, you've got to are... fill the list. Yeah. So. <laughs> Read a Stephen King novel. Oh, that, that will take you the longest. <laughs> I'll pick one of the shorter ones. Do Christine what, the or thousand
2: word <laughs> ones. Thousand page ones.
1: Um, A spa weekend.
0: I've mm, done one
1: of those. Lovely. Get myself a tailored suit. Ooh. Potentially expensive. Very expensive. Probably about three grand for that. Ride in an Ecto-1. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, read Akira uh, Lad's Holiday because I've never had <laughs> one of those well like but but a classic Lad's Holiday Fish Bowls well that's the thing it's like you know I can I don't think I could do one that I probably would have done when I was 18 or yeah. 19 I've got to do one now that I'm in my late 30s um, and then this... an escape room <laughs> well, I mean I haven't main... done one of those but I probably yeah. would have done one of those anyway and now I've got Circus Taste Testing mm-hmm. on there as well I've also got things like Teach Isabel to do something yeah. see that's I don't think that should be on your list. Oh, I've been logged out my emails. We have had emails in from people as well with their suggestions of forty before forty. Uh this one comes in from Aaron, who says, Go to a WWE premium live event, which I technically could do this year with Clash Mm. and Clash of Clans. Uh I'm probably not going to because tickets at the moment are about four and a half grand. they really it's because it's also like the experience of like meet and greets and hotels and whatnot also why would you Uh, you want to interview slash meet raven i don't think i want to do i don't want to interview raven (laughs) it's difficult
2: he's uh grumpy you've
1: met him before
2: i wasn't on that shoot but he was famously cantankerous Mm. and did not listen to anything we asked him to do which is great
1: what Mm. i want
2: to hear it's what you want from the guy but a nightmare to deal with professionally yeah i don't because
1: a lot of people have said like oh you should interview raven i don't think i want to interview raven Mm. i don't know what i would talk about probably well probably just the hardcore triple threat from wrestlemania x7 (laughs) that'd be the entire interview i don't even remember that that's exactly it yeah like i would sit here and we would record like a running commentary over it and he would just tell me how he doesn't remember any of it um go on taskmaster that seems impossible we could do a taskmaster in the office well i i mean you know i've talked to you about this my vision i've got for our own version of it um get a handshake off of paul hollywood's oh jesus crap
2: oh what these aren't yours are they That this
1: person no this, these are a few ideas for
2: 40 before 40. <sighs> from from who aaron aaron and I, I, I feel like he's setting you up to fail here some <laughs> of these are like it's it's akin to saying win a gold medal at the Olympics like
1: yeah it, I mean sure Mine right. has sailed yeah um, uh, catch a ghost in a proton pack that one also yeah okay that's pretty div- um, FYI I like the A483 outside of Welshpool it has services <laughs> that has fresh milk vending machines and sells planet donuts what uh, fresh think, milk vending machines apparently so hot damn bring your own bottle uh, yeah if we don't speak before 2025 have a good 40th bye bye Aaron um, we actually get quite I got quite a few tweets in from people telling me theirs um m62 southbound i think came up quite a few times um yeah so that's that that. we've also got this from ryan who says uh it's ryan from calgary alberta canada a long time fan back when you visited banff so nice hearing you say wonderful things about canada ollie is wrong canada (laughs) is the perfect time uh it was perfect all the time and literally has no problems ever haven't emailed in before but this reminded me how i freaked out about turning 30 a couple of years ago here's what i've got so far um Speak another language. That's a good one. A yeah. lot of effort. Welsh would be the language I'd pick. Really? Oh, yeah. I think the Welsh language is ace. Why do you think that, boy? <laughs> well, that's not the
0: Welsh Flawless. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, um, what's the... Oh, what's Welsh for microwave? Do you know this? Oh, it's... It's like bingity bing. <laughs> it's
1: Ponty Ping, I think. Ponty Ping. Yeah. Um, buy a bottle of wine over £50. Pounds. That's a good one. Yeah. Run a 10k. Not going to happen. Um, 10k is 5k you could have I, I can do 5k though well 10k should be the next one i think i could do 5k that's the yeah, that's yeah. park run
2: isn't it yeah that's a park run you could have I want you to could do have a is, whole section 10k
1: 11k no, 12k not, no okay, oh just fill it up just yeah, do it yeah, yeah. until i get to 40. um do a hot yoga class hmm. don't know what that is uh, it's where
2: it's like a hot room and you do yoga in it. I don't think they do those at ice hotels, though. No, no.
1: Uh, read a book in one sitting. A real book. Comic books don't uh,
2: don't count. <gasps> That's tough. That could be like seven hours. Unless you choose a novella.
1: Um, a huge digital detox. Yep, big fan of that. <laughs> Sorry, get some new clothes. for <laughs> clothes with nothing like Sonic the Hedgehog on it. Uh, Have a new dish. Got one of those. Rewatch your favourite movies. Do that all the time. Get uh, to and stay under... A realistic weight. I don't really put weight on though. These
2: these seem like sort of goals rather than experiences. That yes. And I took it as
1: an experience. That's thing. what I'm more after mm. is kind of experiencing. But I do. I mean, I really <laughs> like reading a book in one sitting. But it's not really as much of an experience. I've got like you know read a Stephen King mm. Um Take your parents out for a nice dinner. I do that all the time. <laughs> uh, buy a piece of real art. I've got one of those. It's signed by Stan mm. Lee. Uh, learn. I bought it from an art store. So it's it's it is real. It's from an art collection, and it's just signed by Stanley. Lee. I wasn't even I wasn't <laughs> even debating it. I, it feels like you're. It's a bit of a sore subject there. <laughs> um, uh, start writing a journal. Get a new tattoo. Get a nice fitted suit. Improve your penmanship. Learn a new hobby. Um, make a signature drink. Uh, oh, she's actually given the instructions of that. Uh, it's called a great a great Canadian Caesar. Just laughing here because you got a rim glass with caesar rimmer rim it. <laughs> thank you very much for those ryan uh very much appreciate all of your emails in um so please do continue to get in your suggestions for 40 before 40 let's get into the actual meat of this podcast now talking about the sasha banks naomi situation here is the show
2: Sasha Banks and Naomi, who do they think they are? Coming in here, saying people are unsafe, we're not going to work with you, Drop and Nikki ASH. It wasn't them. It wasn't them? It wasn't them. Who was it?
1: It was Becky and Asuka.
2: Becky and Asuka. But, but
1: also, I mean, we'll get into it, that's that's not what they were saying either.
2: Yeah, but it's outrageous <laughs> what they're doing. I'm definitely taking WWE's statement... <laughs> A face value in this situation. Of course, Banks and Naomi walked out of Monday Night Raw as the show was going on, uh, as it was on air. You described it. I don't want to
1: trample over your joke. The Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, this was an episode where I said, it's a bit like Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, and when I say that, I mean King Kong versus Godzilla from 1963. It is a movie. It is a movie that is more interesting to talk about how it was made than the film itself. Freddy be- vs Jason is another example of it. Be- is it only versus movies?
2: Tends to be. Batman v Superman.
1: It's way more interesting to talk about the making of that movie than the actual film
2: itself. Most things are more interesting than the actual. Movie itself, <laughs> yeah. So yes. Bowel cancer. This is going to be an episode where we're mostly talking about the behind-the-scenes stuff because the episode of Raw was. A bit missable.
1: Yeah, I thought Cody cut a promo. Uh, Ali got beaten by Veer. Mysterio's returned. Yeah, number
2: one contender crowned. Yeah, Um, Lacey Evans likes the military. Yep.
1: Is she a heel? Is she a babyface? Hundred percent babyface. Yep, I think so. But still does it in a heel manner. Um, And that's just her face. And Riddle beat one of the Usos. Yeah.
2: Well, that well that's raw. (laughs) It is raw.
1: Sixty-seven (laughs) percent. But this episode is brought to you by our friends at Surfshark VPN. It is the WrestleTalk Choice VPN service. And you can get it as well by clicking the link in the video description down below. And you can get not 40, not 50%, not not 60%, not 70%, not even 80%. More than 80%. 83% off. Good God. And three months later. Extra free. That's insane. Yes it is. Eighty three percent
2: is a is a very decent episode of AEW in my ratings. It really is actually, yeah. yeah. So that's
1: like What an offer. It is indeed, yeah. And if you are one of our American viewers, which many of you are and you think that the Peacock service is rubbish because it is, get the proper WWE network by using your VPN to access the British or Canadian because they're better than you as well and get the proper version of the WWE network that actually works. And also BBC iPlayer for all four. All four. Taskmaster, Derry Girls.
2: Oh, come on now. I don't get it. You don't get it? I don't find it funny. I tried. It's so good, man. But Taskmaster... Taskmaster is a winner, though. Let's get into this situation. Do you want to take the lead on this?
1: I will do as well, because I have essentially broken this down into timeline order as best as I can. I feel like we're doing a WrestleTalk Extra episode. And you're giving me all the reports. I'm giving you all the reports. From the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. if we kick things off with pw insider they were the first ones to report very reputable absolutely yeah that something had possibly gone a they wrote uh the words making the rounds backstage of the taping is that sasha banks took issue with some of the planned creators of the original main event a raw six-pack challenge to determine bianca Belair's next challenger at hell in a cell banks had a meeting with vince mcmahon and the belief among those that we've heard from is that uh, when mcmahon didn't choose to change the direction of the plans banks wouldn't dare uh wouldn't back down on her issues and made the decision to leave the taping wow so six-pack challenge that was announced at the start of the episode wasn't advertised ahead of time i think that is very crucial to point this out that the the six-pack challenge was not announced before the show it was announced at the start of the show and banks and naomi left before the show started oh i
2: heard that they left in like the as the show had gone on out The way that most
1: people write about the reports is that they left before the show had started. Mm. So, I think that is crucial to, to remember that Log that one. We then had a thread on Twitter from a guy named uh, Adidas Head, or Adidas Head, depending on which way you like to pronounce this thing. The sports brand. Yeah. I think, actually, I think most people are aware of the story anyway, but just to kind of give a bit of clarification on this, uh, Raw, the start of the show, announcing there's going to be a six-pack challenge. It's going to be Sasha Banks, Naomi, Drop, Nikki ASH, Becky Lynch, and Asuka. The winner of that will uh, go on to face Bianca Belair at hell in the Cell for the Raw Women's Championship. A lot of unsafe women in that <laughs> <way>. <laughs> Hell of a lineup as well. Hell of a lineup. Cruising so, for a bruising. Going to get injured in that one. A few segments later, Becky Lynch just says, Sasha Banks and Naomi have gone. And so we need to change the main event. And Adam Pearce says, it's now just going to be a one-on-one match between you and Asuka. And they that was the main event. Asuka won that match. She is now the new number one contender for this. Great finish. Great so, finish.
2: I, I actually really enjoyed the match. Yeah, I wish good. it got longer.
1: Yes. Well, they have to give time so that Corey Graves can uh, bury Banks and Naomi for for walking out. Yeah, of course. Understandably. Yes. um, And uh, what I would say is probably a Vince McMahon-fed line. Um, He said, I've got the quote here. She took her ball and went home. (laughs) Um, Summarily and unprofessionally left the arena is how uh, Corey Graves described Sasha Banks and Naomi. Summarily. Summarily and unprofessionally. Sounds like a Christmas thing. (laughs) Summarily. (laughs) well because i've got the, the, the thumbnail with unprofessional oh, which is what gone, they keep to should have gone for some <laughs> it's what everyone was saying about <laughs> it but i like the fact that they said because um, it made me go unprofessional <laughs> so anyway adidas head on twitter then posted up this thread that he was told he was given the okay to post now before anyone was asking like well who is this adidas head fellow he is followed by naomi he's got like 400-odd followers or stuff, but one of them is Naomi. So it seems like a a friend, at least online. That's what I would say, yeah. And (laughs) the way that he was talking about this was that he was given this thread and was sort of like given the okay to post this. Mm -hmm. So I think we could probably say this comes from the Naomi side of things. It's also crucial to point out as well that this was posted before Sean had his report up and before WWE released their statements. So Adidas um, kind of framed it as like a Put yourself in this position Mm. so there's a lot of like you and sort of like put yourself in their shoes so he wrote you are told you'll be in the main event and you are happy you are both told then that one of you will be going over and pinning the other you have questions why that decision was made and how it helps you you request a meeting with your boss to discuss it your boss takes the meeting and everything is actually going well he understands your concerns the meeting ends well and the match is told to be reconstructed for some reason producers get mad about it you are told basically that you'll be carrying the belt, refers to the women's tag team titles. They want to use you both to help both women's champions get more over. So they would suggest they would do Bianca vs. Naomi, Ronda vs. Sasha. Neither of you will win the solo titles, and you won't get to defend your tag belt until money in the bank. You ask for another meeting with your boss, but this time you are being called spoiled. A producer walks away screaming. He comes back and tells you to fix your attitudes um you have another brief meeting amongst yourselves and decide to stand up for yourselves you go to another boss and make it clear you just have concerns you ask why are we even in the match why aren't other women in the match you ask why your titles have no stories for two months again you're met with fix your attitudes so after one final meeting with yourselves and asking others you make the ultimate decision as a team um and that was when he says and they left Mm-hmm. and they walked out so in this person's version of events <clears> that he said was given to him was given the all clear to, yeah. to post they voiced their concerns about being in this main event and you know naomi was about, planned to win this thing in his version this naomi was going to pin banks and it was going to be naomi versus um bianca belair at the yeah. pay-per-view which is what sean later reported as well only it was nikki ash that was being taken to pin not sasha um and and Sasha and Naomi's issues was not just about winning matches. It was more like, what is our direction? What are we actually doing with these women's tag team titles? To, to make the singles champions look good. I think that was quite clear. That was quite clear. Fix your attitude yeah. while you're
2: at it. Uh, I, that whole Twitter thread. By that point, why hasn't Naomi just done the sort of screenshot of an Apple Note
1: tweet out of, a, yeah. of her own statement? Because they haven't. neither of them have actually said anything as of yet some people have pointed out that Sasha Banks unfollowed WWE and Vince McMahon but apparently she did that days ago oh so like that's nothing but yeah it's still quite big I I don't know it's just unfollowing people on Twitter like um your employer
2: and the (laughs) owner of the company a few days before this happened
1: yeah That seems to me like something to take note of. We'll get to the WrestleVotes tweet about that uh, a bit later on. Um, He also adds as well that when people were talking about, you know, people are asking him questions, do you think they'll get released? Do you think this could cause issues for them? He said... Sans, they're sharpening these knives. Sasha and Naomi were brought up in Fox meetings with WWE this week. Trust me when I say Fox will be on the line to WWE in the morning. Talking about, like, how Fox see Sasha and Naomi as a big deal. Because... Sasha is a crossover star. She is starring in movies, in the, or she's starring in TV shows. She's part of The Mandalorian. Hot Wings specifically asked to do a show mm. with her. Kevin Hart, for his new TV project, specifically requested that Sasha Banks be part of it. He wanted her to be part of this. And WWE are in this position at the moment where they're talking about how they want more crossover and mainstream stars so long as it's not Sasha Banks. <laughs> because... <laughs> take Charlotte Flair! <laughs> that it is. Take Roman, take Charlotte. Take the ones that we want you to make. Because when she was in Mandalorian... WWE never mentioned it. Never brought it up. Same with Batista. Yeah. When he was first Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy. They want you to be a mainstream crossover star as long as they have made the decision, you will be a crossover star. You'll like John Cena, The Miz, Triple H. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it is quite mad. You know, people are asking, like, what would Sasha do if she did leave? Should she go to AEW? I think most people were like, I think she'll probably just go and do her acting gigs. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what she is clearly like to do. The last thing on Addie said was um he told us, anyway, being told to shut up and wrestle and, quote, fix your attitudes, I would have walked out too. Yeah.
2: It's hard to, um, you know, it's, it is, it's like the position you put the rest of your co-workers in. Do you just do your job, which is the professional thing to do regardless of, you know, these essentially creative disagreements. Mm-hmm. um. You know, I, I think it's probably naive to think there was no shouting the other way in those meetings, and that is one side of the story.
1: But don't, like, don't worry, don't worry, we'll get to WWE side. Yeah, yeah,
2: which is the other end. <laughs> but I do think, you know, there is an argument that they probably should have just done it and then, then had like the "We're not doing this again" though, and it's not on the yeah hours before the show or whatever
1: because we haven't had anything like this. People would say Punk, but it's not really the Punk situation. Punk punk left, Punk walked. Same with Pack. Pack just walked out of an episode mm. of Raw when he was supposed to be in that main event. I, Adam do you forgot- remember those days? I, Adam said this as well. He said, do you remember when the Cruiserweights were like... Yeah, quite the, the third hour said, of Raw. They were the whole third hour. It was like watching a two-hour episode of Raw and then an episode hour of Two or Five Live. And
2: I then, loved it. That yeah, was grand for a little while, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, I, the, the first thing that I thought of was when it was the European tour... And Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn walked out. Oh, yeah. After they lost the match,
1: they just walked out and they walked out the building. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for me, this is more comparable to Austin mm. in 02 when he was, no, they didn't know this, he was scheduled to face Brock Lesnar, not in a King of the Ring tournament match, Ridiculous. a King of the Ring qualifying match. And this was the first time ever meeting between Steve Austin and Brock Lesnar. So the biggest star they have had for the last few years the biggest star of the attitude era versus their hot new prospect in Brock Lesnar and it was an unadvertised match on Raw and Steve Austin said I think we could probably actually make some money off of this match why don't we build to it at a pay-per-view and Vince was like no (laughs) just go out there and do the job we want to put Brock over so Steve Austin as they put it on TV took his ball and went home and they had Jim Ross cut a promo on it, The Rock cut a promo about it, and they had like people legit mention, he has left this building, and he's the bad guy in this situation, and we're the good guys. Mm. He screwed you fans. That's what happened here with Corey Graves, talking about how they, um, what was it again? Summarily. Sum- <laughs> It's such a natural word <laughs> that Corey Graves would say. We then got uh, Fightful's first report about this from Sean Ross Sapp, um, which kind of confirms a lot of what Mike Johnson reported with PW Insider, but crucially what a lot of Adidas head had said as well, which is that those that we heard from at tonight's WWE Raw, tag team champion Sasha Banks wasn't satisfied with the creative associated with her plans for the evening. We're told that Sasha Banks had a meeting with Vince McMahon and voiced her displeasure about a situation and wouldn't budge on her stance. Vince McMahon was also said to be unwilling to budge. We haven't heard specifically that Naomi was involved, but that she and Banks left before the start of the show. Mm. It's worth noting that at the time the WWE Raw rundowns went out, there was no assigned producer or referee for the main event match. It was also highlighted in red indicating a change could be happening. We're told that they were hastily there were hastily produced segments to set up the change and they were reflected in the rundowns that were handed out before the show By the time it was announced on WWTV, word had made its way outside of the company, which would have been the Mike Johnson reports. So your your sort of theory is here
2: that WWE could have easily have gone ahead with the episode of Raw without saying this was the planned match but they said it was the planned match just so they could bury Banks and Naomi on air.
1: Yes, and I think it then pay, plays a huge part in the statements mm. that they released. I think that is 100% by design. Because if...
2: They're if, controlling the narrative. they
1: I, I, So many people have been like, look at them controlling their narrative. <laughs> EC3 will be so proud of them. We'd draw them there. But yeah, like I think quite by design they announced at the start of the show there was going to be the six-pack challenge and then changed it. Because if you knew that that match was not going to happen, you didn't need to film Mm. segments with Becky Lynch and Asuka cutting promos about it. You could have just said, the main event of this show is Asuka versus Becky Lynch for the number one contendership.
2: Big enough match to main event a show anyway. Absolutely did. Which brings us to
1: WWE side of the story. I love this Because we do need to hear WWE side of the story. And this was also a statement that they... (laughs) Like they, Sean made up this point. He didn't ask for this statement. They just sent it to him.
2: This is so weird because WWE so rarely respond to stuff like this. When we've yeah. when we've reached out to them in the past, we get we do not comment
1: on rumors and speculation. That's what Sh- a general general blanket what Sean makes. always gets as well. Sean yeah. said on the Fightful Post show, I don't even get this when they release people. Like if I ask them about releasing, I don't get any confirmation. I will just get. This, though, was sent to him without prompting, and it was sent to a few other journalists as well, and was sent out to every single wrestler under WWE contract through the internal WWE wrestlers app that they have, which means Sasha Banks and Naomi would have also got this.
2: <laughs> I Yeah, I, I this feels like a more sort of emotional move by WWE. I don't think this is the, the sort of cooler heads prevailing strategy. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is some master plan. I just think they lashed out in this instance. But let's hear what they said.
1: When Sasha Banks and Naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon, they were informed of their participation in the main event of tonight's Monday Night Raw. During the broadcast, they walked into WWE head of talent relations John Laurinaitis' offices with their suitcases in hand, (laughs) placed the tag team championship belt on his desk and walked out. They claimed they weren't being respected enough as tag team champions, and even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents, even though they'd had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequence. Monday Night Raw is a scripted live TV show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract. We regret we were unable to deliver, as advertised, tonight's main events. As you and I well know, they hate changing main events and not not putting forward matches that they've advertised. And and they've had such a
2: good track record as of late where they've definitely delivered all the things they've
1: built to. I can't
2: think of anything like recently on a pay-per-view that they would have
1: changed no so there's two well three key points to this number one they said they walked out during the broadcast which kind of contradicts what the other reports have been saying secondly it's the whole they had eight how hour, eight hours to rehearse and construct their match uh, a lot of people are saying like is absolute bollocks. <laughs> it's still real to me as well, Dan. Exposing um, the business. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a scripted live TV show. Uh, and they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents even though they'd had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequence. So that has to be Becky and Asuka. Because uh, Sasha Why and not mean, do, why not do Drop and Because Mickey they're Headsage. they're more new to the um the roster. Like if you think mm-hmm. back to how many matches Sasha Banks has had with Becky and Asuka, it's probably way more than she's yeah, had yeah. with drop I don't think she even had a match with do Drop on TV. Or,
2: no or I can't Nikki. think of any.
1: They've been on opposite brands. Yeah. Or maybe like they've done something on house shows or something like yeah. that. But yeah, I mean the way that a lot of Sean wrote about it as well, that WWE were specifically trying to say mm. that it's Becky and Asker without saying it's Becky and Asker. Um and yeah, then there's that last bit which is that we regret to we regret we were unable to deliver as advertised tonight's main event, which is why I think they purposefully announced at the start of the show this is the match, and now we're changing it. So, they can have that line in there. WrestleVote tweeted out. Sources note the WWE statement regarding the Sashinimi walkout is just the baseline of the details. The tension leading up to this walkout was palpable all day, mm. with both superstars upset at something that transpired. More details will come out in due time. Ooh. So, here's what Sean had to say in his updated report that he had. So do you want to add anything to that before we No, 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 no. Uh, the working plan for the match was for Naomi to pin Nikki A.S.H., not Naomi pinning Sasha Banks, as has been speculated. Those close to the situation said that Naomi and Sasha Banks didn't claim they didn't want to work with Becky Lynch or Asuka, though that was implied in WWE statement, and those were the two women they were referencing. Instead, we're told that Sasha Banks and Naomi were angling to work with Nikki and Dewdrop at the pay-per-view. Hmm. The talent themselves hadn't heard that Sasha and Naomi considered anyone unsafe until the statement was released. WWE Talent also got the statement in the internal sorry also got the statement in their internal talent relations app. In regards to the pitch, the Nikki and Drew versus Sasha Banks Naomi Pay-Per-View match was turned down. There was also a pitch to have them interfere in the Naomi versus Bianca Belair match on Pay-Per-View, and that was also turned down. We're told that Sasha Banks and Naomi's issues largely were concerns about the direction of their tag team and the division as a whole. Yeah, which is I can see that. Uh, Sasha Banks has always
2: considered the women's tag team titles at a higher
1: level than definitely a higher level than what the company perceives them as. Yes. And this is also uh Sean also appeared on, they have a, a, a Patreon version of the mm. Fight for show, which is with Alex Palowski and, and Kate. And Sean went on there afterwards to kind of like not say, not give any new information, but there's a couple of interesting choice quotes in there. One of which is that they, Sash Banks, Nomi, did not want the tag titles to be used as fodder for singles feuds, which I think is absolutely yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And he also points out as well, he texts one of his sources and said, like, what do you make of them saying that they thought these people were unsafe? And the person who responded back to them said, "Like, well, they never used the word unsafe." Who said the word? Who said the word unsafe? And Sean was like, "But that's implied in WWE's yeah, statement yeah. of things." And they were like, "They never said unsafe." WWE never used the word unsafe. You're using that word summarily. <laughs> um, you say it's certainly implied. Sorry, someone is trying to call me on my phone, so I'm just going to have to turn my phone off now, hmm. which I should have done beforehand anyway. I do apologise for that. Um, so yeah, so that is. That's a lot of the information that we've got here. But the last thing is from Dave, but that is, I think, feels like more speculation on his part than anything else. So, any any other thoughts about the, the second half of this report? Cool. <laughs> Um, So yeah, so the last thing on this is that Dave Meltzer noted on Wrestling Observer Radio that Roman Reigns could play a big role in the future of Banks and Naomi as he has so much backstage influence right now. With Naomi being married to Jimmy Uso's Roman's cousin, if Roman supports Naomi's decision, she'll likely be fine, but if he doesn't, she could be in serious trouble. This is just speculation right now, but Roman does definitely have a huge influence. It's not the first time we've seen a report on his opinion matters and lots of uh, big decision-making. That's from WrestleTalk.com, so that's not what Dave was saying. It's really That's a really interesting
2: take uh, that was the like because everything else is not repeating the same thing but it's dealing with the same points and it's stuff that has happened that the the that speculation was the first thing of how will this now go yeah and the idea that roman could play a part in this by the squashing it at least for half of that team you know if, if Naomi's safe because of her affiliation with the bloodline backstage does that mean Banks is safe? I don't think so. Mm. Um, but if you look at like how the Usos were treated with their m- far more significant run-ins with the law, uh, they got off a lot easier yeah. than this backstage disagreement.
1: Yes, and you've got to think that's because of the how important they are to the bloodline storyline. So we now have Banks and Naomi have walked out of WWE Raw and they left and they completely changed their plans and they were releasing a statement about it this and the other. Come back to three years ago, Sasha Banks did ask for her release from WWE and it was turned down. After throwing a tantrum, was <laughs> Re- the report. Reportedly so. Apparently a <laughs> lot of people have since shot down that report, one of them being Sasha Banks. But it was again after... Uh, disagree, Women, women's like, tag title stuff, ironically Yeah, being dissatisfied with her creative direction them yeah. Wrestlemania And this is Sasha Banks People often say, like, oh, why don't more talent stand up against bad creative mm. And then we get them doing this here and now we're getting people like well, they should have just been professional about it so mm. they should have just gone there and done their jobs <laughs> And like the whole WWE statement of, like, you know Corey Graves calling them unprofessional on air reeks of they were difficult to work with. Yeah. Which we've heard about Keith Lee and Bray Wyatt when he left. There's a few other people like they're just difficult to work mm. with. Like wwe is. <laughs> so simple. They just want the best for their fans. And oh, I suppose the point I was going to get to is that what do you think is the next phase of this? If you were to go into Speculation Station, is it Banks and Naomi asking for releases? Because if they do, they ain't getting them. Like it is they wouldn't release Roderick Strong from his contract. Like they're not gonna release Sasha Banks from hers. How long is left on their contracts? I have absolutely no idea.
2: Because Meltzer did keep saying that this could be a contract issue.
1: As if they are up like soon. I dunno. Yeah. Mm. Um Do you think that's one of those things where Dave is Dave knows things but isn't saying them? It, the, every the the stuff
2: I've listened listened to, a lot of the journalists know a version of what's happened, but they cannot say it yet because they just need to corroborate it a bit more. Yeah. Or, you know, me speculating, Banks and Naomi directly are saying, don't say this just yet, I need to see how things fall. And they're actually the main sources for most of these people.
1: Yeah, when um, Sean was talking about his sources, he said to like Denise, like, I, you know who my sources are, so you know mm. that this is a very airtight thing. And Denise like, oh, I know exactly who it is you're talking to, mm. right? so I know that they know. Yeah.
2: So, it's Vince, yeah? <laughs>
1: Is it Vince? Could be.
2: Where it goes from now, I think by the end of today, we get the classic screenshot of a note or like a weird Instagram picture Story. statement. Yep. Click through the things. God damn it, I have to tra- transcribe this. I can't just copy the text. I think we get joint simultaneous ones from Banks and Naomi. The I think way, they have to at this point. Yeah, the way this has unfolded, I don't think, I, what they should do is not say anything to anyone. Like that that's the smart play and try and do stuff behind the scenes. What I think will happen, just observing wrestlers for five, six years now, they will, they will take that as an attack on their position which it is mm-hmm. and they will lash out in
1: reply and i yeah. don't
2: and I, I think it will be uh just as sort of emotional as wwe's initial statement
1: yeah i i would be very curious to see what the next phase of this is but it, i think if it is a case of the astral Leries, i don't think they're getting it whatsoever and i i whether you know cooler heads prevail i, I suppose my last question to ask you before we get into ultra chats on this do you think they were right in what they did
2: i have a tremendous amount of respect for anyone who stands up to wwe when enzo walked out, did enzo walk out pack walked out pack walked out i think enzo but enzo was difficult and he kept on saying no i don't want to do that yeah and i was like yes difficult to um, work with uh yeah but bray Wyatt, like all these people cm punk when he walked out i was like fair dues," because. This is, you should protect your character over everything. That's what WWE keeps saying they want. Yeah. They want people to grab those brass rings, which is an extension of protecting your character, caring about your storylines. Why wouldn't you want your independent contractors to do that? Um, So I do, I I think, you know, I, I think it's a cool move what they did. At the same time, it is unprofessional. Those things aren't mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. They it is both those things at the same time. Part of the coolness is precisely because it is unprofessional. <laughs> exactly. But they did you know, they did let down their coworkers, workers um, and they caused plans to change later in that day.
1: Yeah. I i am siding more with banks and naomi on this scenario yeah, I too, than, yeah. than i am anyone else on this i agree with you as well because i do think that those two things are not mutually exclusive you can also be a badass and unprofessional and i think that they are both of those things and i think if you are trying to take one side or the other you are not seeing the wood for the trees i think that the the reason why i side so much more with banks and naomi than i do anything else on this is the pettiness of it all hmm. i think wwe <laughs> Like, I mean, WWE eventually bury their talents in that own press release where they're like, we've got unsafe workers that, <laughs> that our talent don't want to work with. And like the whole, we're sorry we couldn't give you the advertised mm. main event. Like it's so, it makes me hate them. So, they've made themselves so villainous <laughs> while trying to look like the baby faces. They're Lacey Evans. Oh my God. <laughs> they're Lacey Evans here.
2: Well, you can see how WWE... Keeps booking baby faces wrong. <laughs> if this is how they think the actual company should behave publicly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, because you hear all these
2: reports all the time about the backstage nonsense that goes on in WWE, and you don't know everything 100%, but you can assume, based on the sheer amount of rumors and stuff, that it's not a nice place to work. But when the company actually performed, like behaves like that explicitly, in front of everyone, it is a bit of a shock. Yeah, to be so front-facing about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I'm watching, you know, Succession. I watched an episode last night where people are putting out press statements against each other, and it's horrible. And it, it feels like, and, you know, Logan Roy is a very Vince McMahon-style, rageful, emotional character. You, get, you can see, like, the fingerprints of... A
1: lash out, screw these people. That's it, yeah. Um, motive. We, we said about the Corey Graves moment. It's so a Vince fed line. Mm. Like, and a lot of people went after Corey about saying that. But just doing his job. He is a guy who is just doing his mm. job. And Vince McMahon yelling down the headset, <laughs> say these words. Yeah. And say it exactly these words. It's what Vince does.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com.
2: Let's get into our Ultra Chats. Uh, Charles Berg says, by the way, if you want to have your opinion on this, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Send in an Ultra Chat or read out every single one of them over five U.S. dollars. Charles Berg, my mother, who has done PR for large companies for over 30 years, read WWE's statement. According to her, this was full-on damage control, disparaging Sasha and Naomi while attempting to remove any fault on their part. I believe this is
1: a shoot. That's the only thing we actually haven't discussed yet. Is it a work? Is it a work?
2: Well, I... If... This wasn't... Banks and Naomi did not come out publicly, though. There was actually nothing for WWE to directly address. WWE brought up the situation and then addressed it. So I don't, this wasn't damage control. There are so many things that happen behind the scenes that WWE
1: do not then bring up and then shoot down. But they could. Like this is almost them getting ahead of the story as well. Bear in mind, Mike Johnson, like his story broke before Raw went on air, I believe. Mm. So maybe this is WWE's way to try and like get ahead of it, get their version of events out. Because if they'd have just gone ahead with it's Asuka and um, Becky Lynch in the main event for the number one contendership, and then Mike Johnson's story comes out, Sean's story comes out, WWE then don't have anything to counteract against that.
2: But this happens all the time. They do that all the time. This happens
1: all the time and they never address speculation
2: and rumors that's the, that's the line we're always given when we reach out for comment so do
1: you think it's a work uh no no
2: like to what end
1: <laughs> that's exactly it. you've always got to ask yourself if you think this is a work To what end is this? Also, part of that work is telling your audience this is a scripted Mm. TV show where they are characters doing performances.
2: Vince Russo was trying to get a job back again. mm. Greg Murphy. I couldn't believe on Twitter and Reddit today people were defending Sasha and Naomi. Terrible business from the wrestlers and not the way to make change. Even Austin said his biggest regret was walking out when not happy with creative. Yep, it's... It is, like I said, it is unprofessional. You you walked out on your job. um, uh, And Austin, in time, has said it's his biggest regret. And maybe they'll come to regret it, or maybe they'll be like,
1: we are so glad we got out of that toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. Or you could end up in a Brodie Lee situation where Mm. you just kept at home for months on end, frozen in your contract. It's the current speculation that is going around about Ali. The reason why, like, oh, why did Ali come back? You know, why has he come back for all of this stuff? And some people like, that's because if he didn't, his contract might have been frozen. Riot DR.
2: Hey, yo. (laughs) No new option, no new opinions here, but I will 9 out of 10 times support the independent contractor in these situations. Whatever happens, these ladies will be more than fine. My issue is apparently commentary was talking S-word. I learned to ignore them. Yeah, yes, it Washes over me anyway. Right, DR again. Fix your attitude. Translation, you're making millions of dollars. We aren't burying your characters. You're holding championships we don't really care about. So what so do what you told. Forget about enjoyment or, or artistic integrity. Go be a chess piece. Uh I don't know if they're making millions of dollars. Women's contracts are famously much h- lower. Quite lower. Unless you're ronda. And just a cup but even that was like when the numbers came out, it was like 1.5 million or something. Yeah, it was, it was she was like- And the, Dolph Ziggler's on like two. <laughs> yeah, she was the highest paid, but it was not yeah. the highest, like she was the highest
1: paid of the, the women, but not in terms of like what the men are making.
2: I do agree though, right, DR? But at the same time, if you sign a contract with WWE, I, I, you gotta, it's a bit naive to not think you will be a chess piece.
1: Mm, absolutely, uh, yeah. And right. like,
2: I mean, You are right though, like fix your attitude is do what you're told. Riot DR again. Should the worst case scenario happen, what happens to these women's tag titles? Do they try again with another jigsaw puzzle of a tag team, or do they die? I love and appreciate you guys. Jam that jam, jam thigh jam, by the way, Raw was okay. I bow to the great Asker. I mean it's really a way to just get rid of the belts. Nikki ASH and Drop, the last kickers. I think they're a good they could be a good tag team. But against who?
1: Like, that's what... that's that Banks Dana, and Brooke, and Carmella. Well, no, they're... They can, they're, they can team. Because that is what Banks and is like... Natalia and <laughs> her whoever. Ba- her new friend of the week. That's what Banks and me Reportedly, that's what they're frustrated. It's what Sean said in his updated report is just that it's less about being in the main events. That's about winning. That's about going onto the pay per view to win. It's about like, well, okay, well, what's step three of this? Mm. What's step four? What do these tag belts actually mean? What are we doing here? What are our, what are our directions? What are our feuds? Who are we doing stories with? Who are we doing, like, developing our characters with? Because at the moment, that's right, they are just chess pieces. And not even, they're all pawns. No one's an important chess mm-hmm. piece. Apart from Roman and maybe Randy no. Orton, no one else is an important chess piece.
2: Austin Nangano, Hey guys, respect both Sasha and Naomi. If this is a work, then damn it's a fun one. If not, good for both of them. Would AEW be a landing spot or more indie
1: scene? Also, do they stay together as a team? I think if you walk out as a team, like, and a smart promoter would bring mm. them in together. They don't have to keep them as a team, but certainly bring them in together. But I don't think of Banks and Naomi as, as this... I don't think of them as a unit still. They've been, think, been together since
2: February. They're actually. independent wrestlers yeah. from each other.
1: No, I I, I agree with you.
2: Which but for, saying, for, the, for the first book Yeah. Uh, Talis, Tales P. Are we going to get a Triple H, I am the effing game interview from Naomi or Sasha? I love the main. But where was Drop and Nikki? I'm not excited for this... Cough match King of what's that?
1: Oh okay, god, okay. I'm not excited for this KOF match of Team Club, KO Terry, and Janet versus Team Judgment, Rugal, K and Vice. Team Club, I think, would be bullet Club yeah, versus yeah, yeah. Team and, Judgment, and, and Day?
2: Judgment Day. But what's KOF? Is this a is this a fighter game reference? Well it's King of Fighters. King of Fighters? Is that what the, is that the reference here? Because they are are they are they characters in it?
1: Well, Terry's. Nice. Oh, right, it's all f- characters from King of Fighters. I've put it all together in my head. <laughs> These are all the King of Fighters characters. That is Terry Boger. Okay. Yeah, sure. I guess I guess it sort of works in a way. Uh, double L, Liam Leonard.
2: Uh, I love tag team wrestling, so seeing Sasha and Naomi take the title seriously, I respect her and understand why they walked out. The division deserves better, and WWE's panic statement was kind of sad. In addition, Finn Balor finally won a match. Hooray! Well, um, good for him. Yeah. Uh, The bad one, Jam Beard. I think this is all legit with Banks and Naomi, and I would say for the people who think this is all a work, they are probably the (laughs) same people who thought Mox leaving WWE or Cody leaving AW or even the Jeff Hardy situation were all works. So so Louis then. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm not really hearing anyone here say it's a work. I think we're all of the opinion that it's Yeah,
1: there were, when this um, episode first went up, There were a lot of people early doors who came and say, guys, this is a work. You're Mm. all being worked.
2: AR forever. No, please no. (laughs) Menberg for nine months. Might be my imagination. Do you think it going the same way as once happened with R-Truth and Miz during Triple H being in
1: charge? Winky face emoji. I don't want to think of anything. I mean, I know that R-Truth and Miz were once a tag team. The awful truth? Or the awesome truth? Maybe the awful truth is what Cena called them. (laughs) But I would like to forget as much as
2: possible about that terrible time. Chance 25. WWE calling anyone unprofessional is extremely hypocritical. So personally, whether what Sasha and Naomi did was professional or not is irrelevant. Whether what they did was right, yeah, 100% in my opinion. NS Ogre. member for 10 months. Sean Ross Sapp reported that WWE never advertised the match until after he reported about it, so another
1: WWE lie. Yeah, so that comes down to, so on Fightful Select, they always have the rundown of Raw that goes out before the show goes live. Um, so yes, yeah, so he had reported this was the main event. Yeah, WWE never advertised ahead of time mm. that it was going to be a six-pack challenge main event.
2: Brian Wilkowski. Out of WWE pushed rumor based lies about talent, Sasha laying on the floor of the locker room and screaming is one of the funniest. That said, Sasha and Naomi have been arbitrarily declared jobber to the stars. Despite being top level over, Vince has brain rot. Would we'll describe them as top level over? Um. Sasha Banks
1: and Naomi in a tag team. As a tag team, no. They are just. It's nice to see you actually getting to do something. Mm -hmm. You did get to do something at WrestleMania. But I wouldn't say as a tag team, they are (coughs) over as an act. I think individually, absolutely. But I I think they are more than the sum of their parts. I think they are better separate.
2: JS Wooten, Sasha was given another your tag team partner and you fall out storyline. And I can't blame either for being pissed about it. WWE statement though, if this is what anyone wants in their life, then go with God because that company... That there we go. uh
1: Dad and Ollie's hair for life. Uh, I would say as well with J.S. Uh, Wooten's point there. According to Sean's second report, the match was going to be structured that Sasha and Amy were never going to fight, hmm. and Nikki and Doudrop were never going to fight. Like so, the tag teams were going to stay together.
2: Uh, Nate i I'd argue it's way more unprofessional to put out that statement and summarily have Corey make that statement on air. No statements for Jeff Hardy or Tony Storm situations. Think it would have been more unprofessional for them to have gone and half assed their match?
1: I mean, it would have been, yeah, if they'd have gone
2: out. That would have been so and not before, Like oh, I wish that would have happened Like more. Austin Aries at Bound for Glory. But then that is directly making your fellow
1: wrestlers look bad, yeah. so that would be more unprofessional. Uh, Fascinating for us to watch uh, and talk about. Like, if you'd imagine watching Raw and that happen, you'd be like, oh, what's all this about, though?
2: They never put a statement out for Charlotte and Becky Lynch's or title exchange. Charlotte and Nia
1: having mm. their little scrap on Raw. <sighs>
2: That's far more unprofessional. you totally
1: right. Uh, and <laughs> <none> unsafe. Um,
2: <laughs> the Jedi Muffin. I'm just a... a f- and just be a force using Muffin, whose opinion is only spoke of through funding. But I would love to see Sasha work a program with Thunder Rosa or even Ty Conti. I believe they would have great chemistry. Also, Naomi should be in the bloodline stuff. Hashtag grand
1: jam. Well, they um, I think they did an interview recently where they said we would love to have Naomi in the bloodline, mm. which could be a good way for her to stick around and keep her job. Um, yeah, I mean, Sasha in AEW was something that people fancy booked when she first asked for her release a couple of years ago and we even said i remember us saying at the time that hey, when amy w's women division was being completely buried by us and i would argue themselves <laughs> and you know not being featured on tv we said if they'd have got sasha banks there'd be so much more women's wrestling on, on dynamite on the pay-per-views well oh, because she'd threaten to walk out here. <laughs>
2: Uh, and finally, for now, for your comments, legit underboss. Well I understand people are upset, but I feel bad for Corey Graves getting dragged on Twitter for being the messenger shield for Vince. Is not cool. That, I agree with that. Oh, look at that, people. This this situation
1: is so weird. We're defending and genuinely feeling bad for Corey Graves. I I will dunk on Corey Graves so the cows come home because it's a fun thing to do. He seems like an utter bellet. <laughs> However, he was not wrong in this scenario here. He is just a man who was doing his job. Well, Surfshark. Indeed, yes. Get yourself an excellent VPN service by clicking our link in the video description down below and get yourself not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight, but 83% off and three months free. Access all the streaming services from around the world. Do you know what I'm doing
2: right now? What's that? I'm using Surfshark VPN. You are? My phone automatically, because this is a great feature of Surfshark, automatically switches the vpn on oh. as soon as i leave my home wi-fi because i trust my home wi-fi i don't trust you people's public wi-fis not even this building's wi-fi I wouldn't so either. It, it hooks onto the vpn and it protects and encrypts my
1: browsing wouldn't trust this king jay's in this building trust that man there's uh, a yeah, it's a fabulous service get yourself a bbc iplayer all for the proper wwe network that every other great country gets but you americans don't
2: right so this episode of raw we're gonna go through it at quite a clipped pace have to. because we covered a story for 45
1: minutes um unification matches on on Friday <laughs> what yeah oh, you didn't see Smackdown right? <laughs> yeah they announced on Smackdown they're doing the title unification match. Jesus Christ an amazing segment as well actually because what happened is Randy Orton and Riddle came out and said we want a tag unification match Sami Zayn came out and said I'm here speaking on behalf of the bloodline and Riddle and Randy Orton goaded him into setting up a match between Riddle and Sami to be like and if we win we get the title unification match and Sami said yeah that's a great idea hmm. but we'll do it next week then adam pierce came out and said no we're gonna do the match right now and then on commentary after the match came out i was like by the way the whole tag unification thing isn't actually on the line in this match and then later on in the show Usage came out and said it's a tag unification match next week on smackdown they've got a
2: pay-per-view uh they just had a pay-per-view <laughs> So the first match here was Bobby Lashley versus Amos. They did a big presentation, which I actually thought they did a decent job of. Mm. Cage is set up already. You've got the announcers team at ringside with Jimmy Smiths being back in MMA mode right next to the octagon. It was nice. Um, they, I didn't like this match. I've seen people say, "Oh, it's Amos's best performance." I think that's why i here. <laughs> Easily, this is Amos's best match. Uh, but it—it it was. Too much had to work around Amos here. Oh, yeah. You had the cage. You had MVP interfering outside. You even had Cedric Alexander climb into the cage. To take some bumps. (laughs) To take some bumps. Finish was Amos goes to throw Bobby out the, like, well, hit him into the wall of the cage. The wall comes off. Bobby lands on the wall.
1: He's like centimeters away from the ground and winning and
2: time just stands still
1: didn't it okay so i've seen people be like oh you know it was actually a really clever finish and i thought this was an i've written here an all-time terrible finish because what happened was the cage comes down (coughs) and a moss stands there and then he stands there and then he stands there and and all, all the while bobby lash he lies there yeah and then he lies there and then a moss Stands there, lies there, stands there, lies there, stands there, and then Bobby goes, oh. <laughs> and moss stands there.
2: Oh boy, I could win here, and he just walks off the thing accidentally, and, and the referee goes, "Well, this—he stands there. This, this has never <laughs> happened before." And I'm like, "Dude, I've seen this. It's a cool finish, but it has happened. It does have precedent." This is your job, referee. And the referee goes over, explains that, well, Lashley touched the ground first. He wins. And everyone's like, no. Almost is like,
1: no. <laughs> no, I can't believe this happened.
2: And Bobby's like backing up the ramp going, ha, ha, ha. Yes, I won. <laughs> I said, this is the thing. The point of this match was for Bobby not to win necessarily, by any means by any means, it was for him to get his physical punishing revenge on Amoss. Running away because of a fluke escape does not satisfy the end of that story.
1: Thankfully, it's not the end of the story because oh. they announced for next week. Oh, they already There's announced a segment it? with. They announced on the show. There's a oh. segment next week between Lashley and Amoss, likely building to a Hell in a Cell match between the two of them. Oh my god. Because <laughs> what makes this match better? But four <laughs> times in the space of a couple of months. <laughs>
2: We then got Theory come out for a match against Mustafa Ali, but ha-ha, not really. Theory said, expect the unexpected. That's what Vince McMahon tells him. Mm. I said, well, he got a dose of his own freaking medicine on before this episode <laughs> with Banks and Naomi. Uh, so it wasn't actually against Theory. Miz is the special guest referee, and Veer Mahan's the opponent. I thought Veer and Ali had a really decent match.
1: I thought this was a really good reveal. Yeah. Great heel reveal. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, probably Veer Mahan's best
2: match. Like, I thought he, he's he got something. He's got that sort of early monster foreign heel character energy that Rusev and Amarga had. Mm. Uh, like, it's, it really snaps the way he moves. Um, he beats Ali, but Ali is somewhat protected because Theory Miz got involved. They continue to beat him down, but the
1: Mysterios make their return yep. and beat up Veer. Yeah, Mysterions made their rundown, and they uh, yeah they stood tall at the end of this. Cool. I thought this was a nice
2: interweaving of two different angles. Uh, this is a thumbs up from yeah. me. Uh, then we got Lynch talking to Pierce about the, you know, the unprofessional nature, yeah. summarily.
1: Good job they people. filmed these in advance of the show, <laughs> and then opened the show by announcing that a match was taking place that was never going to take place. That could have been live. Uh, no, they did say they pre-taped them. Oh. Oh, dear. <laughs> Riddle versus
2: Jimmy Uso was next. No Randy Orton. Uh, he, I think he was described as being away on family. Family business, things. which is we haven't got him for that many dates. <laughs> so this is one of the dates where he gets to stay at home and not come to work. And usually I'm like, oh, yeah, that's OK. But this he really needed to be there for this one, because of course the Usos were going to dick all over the rules of this match. I thought it handed Riddle in any way. <laughs> he still won. <laughs> Jay kept on interfering, and then in the finish, the, one of the more obvious <laughs> assisted pins you can ever do... Jay was
1: practically in the ring. He holding, was in the holding ring. Holding Riddle down with Jay. And the reference was like, hold on! <laughs> what are you doing here? And Jay like, oh, not me! I didn't do yeah. anything! And off that distraction, Riddle got the inside cradle and what? Well, next we got a really interesting character moment here, because... Liv Morgan's being interviewed. This is shown from like last week's episode after Liv Morgan got beaten up by Rhea Ripley in Judgment Day. And Finn and AJ walk up, uh, not Bullet Club walk up, and they're like, oi, Liv, we'd love to have (laughs) (laughs) Liv, Liv. We would love to be, you know, we think we could be a very good team together. We could take on Judgment Day together. And Liv Morgan looks at these two lads and she thinks back to the Riot Squad. And how the Riot Squad were disbanded and two of her friends were no longer in the company anymore. This is nice what you're doing. And then she thinks about the last tag she was partnered with Rhea Ripley and Rhea Ripley turning on her. And she looks at the camera like, can I trust another team again? And I wrote in my notes here, this could be an interesting character direction. And in the very next segment, she just came out with Finn Balor and AJ Styles and was like, I love them. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a bit
2: of a missed opportunity. Yeah, I'd say. The, the 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 last line she had backstage was after the offer. I don't know. I'll think about it. And I was like, okay, so what they're going to do, they'll have, Bullet Club will have the match against Los Lotharios, Rhea Ripley will come down and Liv will make the save. Awesome.
1: No. <laughs> she makes her entrance first. Yeah,
2: that, that. Like, I even- thought she was having a match even have it or be on commentary or something but no she just comes out first it wasn't even Bala, aj and then revealing liv this failed at like quite a fundamental level and i
1: cannot believe she's stealing julia hart's gimmick as well just standing there for a ringside for a it's tag outrageous. team yeah this was i mean it was it's cool the bullet club beat lost lotharios i thought this was a good match a really good match i mean there's four excellent workers in yeah. there. lost lotharios apparently now on raw Uh, Last time I saw them, they were on SmackDown fighting Ricochet for the IC title. They had a raw name bar and
2: everything. They weren't like SmackDown's Lost Lotharious. I
1: also very much enjoyed their kiss cam thing. Love it. Because they found the worst actor possible. (laughs) (laughs) Because this woman comes up and she gets the kiss and she's like, oh, wow, I got a kiss. It was horrendously bad
2: it's what it should be it's a heel thing and the the image they got for the snapshot she is like half blinking <laughs> brilliant uh i think I, I said in my review angel gaza has so much charisma umberto carrillo looks charismatic <laughs> he's so good i thought this match was really well worked but it was ultimately to give the Bullet Boys a win. Yeah. And like, they oh. all two-sweeted at the end. Afterwards. Lovely stuff. Nice building of them and Judgment Day to eventually collide. Who also got a promo. Uh, Alpha Academy are revealing the DNA results backstage <laughs> with Kevin Owens. But
1: Otis had contaminated them with barbecue sauce. You can see Kevin Owens been like, barbecue sauce? <laughs> and then the pieces fall into place and the cogs were. And he's like, Otis! You were eating barbecue and catering. And I was like, no, it was probably that other guy over there.
2: Yeah. They are real. Like Kevin Owens is just doing some, somehow the best work of his (laughs) WWE career. Uh, And Alpha Academy are very good as well. So very funny. KO was wearing a Sammy Zane Forever t shirt. Yeah. Love that. Uh, Alexa Bliss has new music. I couldn't tell you what it is. This is is a
1: new theme song, I Mm. believe. So it's you know, you know how have WWE really think out their returns, and you can tell how well thought out they are when they change the theme music two weeks later, or even a week later, and ch- it's because they haven't really thought out the presentation at all. Good example of this here, um, and hey, she got to have her rematch from last week against Sonya Deville, a match that Alexa Bliss comfortably won in a squash match last week. So for this week, Sonia Deville dominated and should have won the match, but the referee was incompetent, and Alexa Bliss eked out a victory. This was bad. This is Cody versus Seth. Sonya was surprised in the first
2: week. It's Cody versus Seth in a, in a much quicker way. <laughs> in just three weeks. Yeah, and, and three minutes. Uh, you know how they kept Alexa Bliss off TV because creative had nothing for her? I don't buy that anymore because they still don't have anything
1: for her and she's here. Yeah, she is now a wheel in someone else's storyline. <laughs> So she Son- is, she's Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus <laughs> in the AEW tag team division.
2: Sonya got a visible pin. Referee was sort of fixing the, the exposed turnbuckle. That she did expose, uh, and she lost. And then she slapped the referee afterwards. So still going with that thing. She's not a WWE official anymore. What will happen? I she's probably all right. She dominated yeah. this match. Cody promo. We got a countdown to Cody for the two hours. Uh, so far, they really are like positioning him as the
1: main star on Raw. They may as well call it good. They may as well call it the Hello MJF Countdown. <laughs> Look how we'll book you if you come here.
2: And Cody put over the you know Seth's career, his career, Se- <laughs> second chances.
1: <laughs> Look. It's not a Cody promo. You don't <laughs> choke up a little bit, is it? Dusty, like, we've all had a bit of fun here, right? we are all had a bit of fun. Good Cody promo. Always a good Cody always promo. Always a great co- Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Cody promo. Always a good Cody promo. So, uh, so Seth's not here. <laughs> Seth then was on the big screen, so... Deedly-dee. They piped in crowd noises. It was quite... You know, it was, it was a segment. And... Like people have been saying ever since Cody's got in, wow, WWE doing such a great job of presenting him and booking him and stuff like that. I was like, what's he done? He's been there for three months and has done this every week, where he's come out, cut, borderline the same promo, and he's had the same matches and the same feud for three pay per view straight.
2: Uh, This one will be Helena Cell.
1: I've seen him win twice,
2: but not in a cage. And this is sort of Seth's home ground. He's had a lot of Helena cells. Oh, bad Helena cells as well. The awful Helena <laughs> cells. The one with Edge was very good. One with um, um, Moxley wasn't bad either. Yeah. So he's had one, <laughs> yeah, one and had, a half. Good. He's had such a bad Helena cell match. We think all of his Helena cell matches. But it are bad. was oh, it was the the worst one ever. It ruined the company. <laughs> Ah. And arguably the wrestling industry for three months. Oh, yeah, it did. It made Seth turn heel. That was the week AEW launched. And all we cared about was the fiend winning the title. (laughs) Uh, Seth annoys me. I don't
1: like the laugh. Well, I suppose you're (coughs) not supposed to. The problem is that all the other heels do it as well. Mm. So it doesn't feel like it's unique to Seth anymore.
2: And it really, really irked me.
1: That's as you said, Cody said Seth isn't here this week, and then he
2: did appear backstage. And what I'm assuming was pre tape because Cody didn't ever interact with it. Yeah, oh, I don't know why that annoyed me so much. Uh, ask a promo backstage on Becky, Chad Gable took on Ezekiel. No one cared no. in terms of the crowd, but goddamn, Kevin Owens on
1: commentary was so funny. There's a moment in this match where Jimmy Smith accidentally called Ezekiel Elias, <laughs> and Owens leapt upon that saying, see, even you think he is. You're a bad commentator. You said last week that Cody hasn't wrestled for six yeah, years. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he also, like, every time someone said Ezekiel, Owens would go, Elias. <laughs> he even made the production team bring up the graphic
1: again, again and to say, no, it's a Elias. He was so funny. So they came back from a commercial break and they put the graphic up in the corner to say, you are currently watching Chad Gable versus (laughs) Ezekiel. And I was like, well, that's wrong. Production, bring that back up. Yeah, It's still wrong.
2: Uh, Otis took out Ezekiel back like outside, but ultimately Zeke got uh, inside Cradle to beat Gable. Yeah. Truth and Tamina served Akira Tozawa his divorce papers. Then
1: Dana... What? What happened? Did Truth start to chase Dana Brooke for the he, title? He said that he wanted his title back and that I think, because da- I think Dana thought, I can trust Truth here, mm. because Truth is he helped me get married, he helped me escape from yeah. that m- marriage he then served the divorce papers he is someone that I can trust and the first chance he got was to say I'm going to win my title back and she's like, turns out I can't trust you and that's why she, I, th- I think that's why she walked but away. But did, did she run away? Wouldn't you run away at that? She ran away at the ending (coughs) of the segment. No, I think she walked away. Well, from the ending of the segment. Why would she she run away from Carmella? She didn't run away from Carmella. She bumped into Carmella and then they did some terrible acting. Terrible. It was really bad. And then someone started to chase her and she ran Ah. away. And I think it might have been truth, in fact. Maybe it was truth. And then her So why didn't truth chase her from the start? Oh, because so you can have the Carmella interaction, this I guess. It's like a logic puzzle. <laughs> it's like if not Dana, a good one. <laughs> if Dana Brooke is walking
2: at a pace towards Carmella... <laughs> but and our truth truth is right, <laughs> But he's got X amount of
1: distance to cover. <laughs> and a referee is slowing him down. <laughs> yeah, so Carmella is now in the 24-7 title picture.
2: Well, is she? Or is she in the Dana Brooke picture? Oh, you think they're going to get married? No, no, no. Carmella... <laughs> I mean, bloody hell, like, probably. And there'll be a threesome storyline on the horniest reality show on YouTube. Uh, but Carmella never went for the title. Truth, so again, you know, remember, Truth and Carmella used to be a, a sort of act I had, together. I had forgotten that. Over the 24-7 title, no less. Was it? Yeah, like early, early days. It really? He would put her on his back and then run away. Oh, my God, yes! I do remember yeah. that! I thought it was just a mixed-match challenge thing. Yeah, I was, I can't, it might be. <laughs> so uh, Carmella was like, I'll help you get the title if you help me beat up Brooke. Why does she want to beat up Brooke so oh, bad? Because they just had that... Dana at, Brooks right. said something about Corey Graves. Okay, uh, cool. Lacey Evans came out, cut a promo where she put over the military and
1: mums. Right, so she has been telling... Very real life stories about how she had a very difficult childhood, and how she overcome how she overcame that, yeah, and how she is now a WWE superstar. The commentators talk about how inspirational she is at this. When she's just changed, it is quite inspirational. Less so when the commentators then say, "Like that's inspirational, isn't mm. it, kids?" And then on SmackDown a couple of weeks ago they had whoever the backstage interviewer is say Lacey Evans has now asked for everyone to stand up and applaud the military and like because it was like Lacey Evans has asked you it sounded like a real and like and applaud what she is to know how brave she is it sounded like a real heel move and all of the reports are she is a she is either a heel now or she's turning heel and then they introduce her as like mother, daughter, former US Marine, Lacey Evans and she comes out and she's like I think the military is great. And I think Mothers are great. And I think WWE is great. You should all stand up. I was waiting for her to say, and they can all kiss my ass. <laughs> and like throw down a cap or yeah, something yeah. or a medal or whatnot. She's ju- she's a heel, but is cutting baby face promos.
2: Well, no, she's, she's just a- currently, if you weren't aware of the backstage reports, she is a really one-dimensional baby face.
1: But she is cutting promos like a delivery is that of
2: a heel. I just think that's her not cutting good promos. Is that what it is? Yes. Cuz it sounded like it was gearing up to be the start of a heel promo. I think you're bringing that baggage in. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. But I I a lot of people have said that's a terrible idea. You know, you build up this really real thing and you know that's definitely the right answer. You should Keeper as a babyface. However,
1: it will be so funny <laughs> she then turn heel. Because <laughs> this, I mean, we talked about this briefly before we started mm. recording this, well, before we went live on air. Which is that it's not that she's cutting a heel promo or she's cutting a babyface promo like a heel. It's that WWE don't know how to present babyfaces, so they think yeah. they're doing a great job of presenting a babyface. What they're actually doing is making her more heelish than she was before when she just had a hat. Uh, I forgot about Hat Lacey Evans yeah just walked out catwalking Lacey Evans
2: (laughs) Uh, after that we got Riddle cutting a promo in what I think was the Sugar Hut in Essex (laughs) it's very smoky couple of lights here and there it's very fun and then the main event which was kind of already covered Asuka versus Becky Lynch didn't go that long but they worked really well together and the finish was so good uh, after like A month, it feels, of crappy raw main event finishes. Generally, very enjoyable episode, bad main event finish. This was so-so episode, excellent main event finish. Belair's on commentary. Becky throws Asuka into her. Belair gets on the apron like, how dare you? Referee's distracted. Becky goes to get Asuka's umbrella. I'm like, okay, she's going to win it here. Asuka perfectly timed, green misted her in the face. You tell the pandemic's over. Kicked to the head, pinned her. Asuka wins. Loved that
1: finish. Yeah. So good. It was awesome because I, my WWE brain was like, and here's where the DQ comes. Yeah, yeah. And this is how we get a triple threat match at Hell in a Cell. Yep. And no, Asuka out of nowhere misted her in the face and got the pin. Crucially as well, covering up her face mm. so the referee couldn't see that she'd been misted in the eyes when she was pinning her. Superb finish. And a very, very good match as well. I did feel very bad for Nikki and Dewdrop though. Hmm. Because... They it, could have lost that.
2: It could, I mean, it could have been a fatal four-way. Which they could have got pinned in. Could have got pinned in, but yeah. at least they would have got to have a wrestle. Hey, maybe they walked out as well. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Where was Randy Orton? Walked out. Where's Roman? Where is Roman? He's the champion of both brands. <laughs> hes I think he's contractually walked out. Yeah. He's got it in his contract now. He doesn't have to do anything. So what did you score this? I can't remember. I think it was in the... Either in the low
1: 60s or high 50s. Um. Yeah, uh, I guess two, three. I out. I don't know. I yeah, didn't do two, a poll three. for this because I think everyone was so focused on the Sasha and Naomi stuff. Like, mm. I don't think anyone really had any opinions on raw as a whole but yeah two three out of five it was a perfectly fine episode of raw i guess yeah um if if this was three
2: months ago i'd be raving about this episode but i think the the last
1: month you said it's been been the best episodes of raw you've ever seen in your it's life much better than AEW. uh sean has tweeted as well this was um about 15 20 minutes ago already working on another sasha naomi wwe update he's gonna run it today interesting
2: before we get on with your remaining Ultra Chats Let's say thank you to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon Hit that music I have The Pim Particle Terry Hankamer. One second The Austin Nangano Escape Oh that's good That is good Get Sean Bretherick Rolls Always leave the crowd wanting Brian Moore Pick him up Loot Sponge Justin The Human Godzilla track. All Star Chuck Turner Marcus He's got so Campbell Chris Hellfire Brimstone Infinite Crisis Chris Jenkins Adam
1: Bowser Bowers And The Incredible Tarzo. Thank you so much for your support on patreon.com forward slash wrestletalk. This week, hopefully this mm. week, we're gonna be recording our review of Judgment Day 2002, which will be available exclusively for Patreon backers. I watched it yesterday. Yeah? what did you make of it? I, well uh, giving away the <sighs> It's a, it'll
2: be an interesting one to talk about now because it's near Steve Austin walking out yeah and he does feel pretty checked out creative wise Yeah, yeah. because that that brock lesnar walkout wasn't
1: just that it was a a year building up of what am i doing 2001 hadn't quite worked out the way that they'd Mm -hmm. intended because the heel turn was ill thought out and they clearly didn't have a direction for it then the invasion stuff happened and then he just turned babyface again uh well yeah please
2: go over and support us on Patreon and you get access to loads of exclusive content like that.
1: And also, I don't want to make you rush through these ultra-chats, but I've just had word from Andy that Laurie's music video Punishment is available for us to watch. <gasps> Finally! Yeah, not available for you to watch at home. It's available for us to watch in the office. <coughs> Excellent.
2: Oh, well, we'll probably put that out this week sometime then, on Parts fun Name. Right, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get your chats in there. Nate S., can WWE not release them and then prevent Sasha from doing any of her acting gigs until her contract runs out? So a sort of 90-day non-compete clause? Yeah, but even then, it's only... Not release them, I see. Uh, um, yeah, but- yeah, so I keep them...
1: Well, I mean, she gets acting gigs. I suppose she would say, you can't do them.
2: Yeah, WWE, I, you know, would probably have final say, ridiculously, mm.
1: if she could do them. She's in the Disney wheelhouse now. Like, she's in... Usually when you get your that first step into the Disney playbook, yeah. you can get a bunch of acting gigs in other Disney projects after that. Wrestling Riggle.
2: Sasha and Naomi need to come out and say
1: WWE is hard to work with.
2: I've been in a job where if you address issues with management, you are just complaining. Professional or not, they were probably frustrated by this point. Good times in WWE. I see a pattern. Uh, Riot DR. Summarily adverb in a summary manner without the customary formalities vince mcmahon being involved with that term is hilarious side note a moss throwing lashley through the cage doesn't make him look dumb standing for standing for 30 seconds still while bob wins yes yeah it it wasn't that he was so monstrously strong it was the standing yeah i mean he he could have made it out he could have stepped out himself and won there was a door to exit the cage there was actually safer to walk through uh Damien Drake, I turned in I tuned in late to Raw, so I thought Corey, Berry and Sasha anomi was a story until I got notification of PWI's story. WTF is going on. This was weird enough for me to ultra chat for the first time. Yeah, I'll do great work. Thank you. Jam that jam. Thank you, Damien. Uh lucky two thousand and one. Could this end up being a spark that leads more wrestlers to leave or try to form a union? I think I've given up on that train. You know, if you're just getting into all of this fun stuff it feels like, yeah, the wrestlers are going to unionise. This is going to be a mass uprising. But what you've got to remember is we've lived through that whole cycle multiple times a year
1: for 15 years. And who was the last person that was being the bastion of unionising? Cody Cody Rhodes. Rhodes. Well, really, it was Zelina (laughs) Vega. (laughs) you're You're right. Before, it was Cody Rhodes, then Zelina and both of them went back to WWE. The best way
2: for Sasha and Naomi to get back in WWE's good books is to threaten to <laughs> unionize, because they want to crush that so bad, they will swallow any PR nonsense. Uh,
1: that Rye right Guy, it says, The third hour of rule was never exclusively dedicated to the cruiserweights. No such situation ever existed. Perhaps you dreamt it. No, it turned purple and everything. Yeah, they did the ropes. We were there for yeah. it when they did the ropes. Uh, Jack Lloyd. Why is every pay per view WrestleMania rematch, I mean Backlash, or whatever? How many more matches will there be at Hell in a Cell? Four weeks of build for matches I've already seen seven times before is pointless. Cancel the network so I can watch Double or Nothing instead.
2: Happens every year with WWE. This is their holding pattern. They just do the same thing over and over again until
1: we get a SummerSlam direction. H eight oh five. Hey guys, is it just me or uh, who didn't get a confirmation email when signing up for the UK pay per view uh, being on sale? also would you guys rather see a pay-per-view based around british guys in prominent positions on a big four level show love the streams why does ollie hate aew (laughs) uh i didn't sign up for the uk thing so i don't know about that but i think the tickets that went on sale today weren't general release tickets they were just the package Mm -hmm. tickets so it was like getting a hotel meet and greets and things like that so there's those are like the two grand three grand four grand wrestlemania style ticket packages Uh, With the
2: British one, uh, yeah, always love to see British wrestlers do better. Um, I don't really know what you mean there, though. A
1: pay-per-view based around British guys in prominent positions. I think that's, yeah, would you rather see a pay-per-view based around British guys, or would you rather see them appear on WrestleMania SummerSlam? Oh, a big four. Yeah, definitely. Because
2: a British-themed pay-per-view will not be treated as anything other than a
1: like the women's evolution yeah, pay-per-view i think they've done two of them in yeah fact. um but yeah like it is WWE. unfortunately i think to answer your question uh h moose is that wwe have taken all of the british independent talent that i used to love and then put them in a promotion that no one cares about <laughs> and now i've forgotten who they all are wrestletalk.com writer sanchez
2: came in and we found <laughs> out he is the viewer yeah, he is. He said it was. oh,
1: have you seen this match? I was like, I had no idea that match was happening. <laughs> Mustache Mountain having a really good breakup storyline right now. I was like, what? Well, I, I just <laughs> interviewed them a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the Kid 6467 said, hey, from Norfolk, Virginia. Was dreading my first three hour Raw last night, but it was really enjoyable. The Veer thing is not working. I marked TF out of the Mysterion's return. Gable is so good. Really enjoyable show. Seth Cody dark match was great. I love Asuka. Also, he was there live. But really good crowd. I thought that you were a better crowd than that Raw deserved, mostly. Alex Jordan, I found a solution, scratch the unification match, and let Jay and Jimmy win the United States Championship, an IC title to solve their 2 belt issue. Then everyone's happy. Everyone is definitely happy in that situation. Nate S, wasn't there a screwed up finish until Roman and Brock, or was it Braun going through the cage and landing outside? Yes. And they wanted to use that again. What are the rules? That was the Saudi show. I think it was Roman and Brock. Uh, legit Underboss, nice to see WWE letting Luke Booker Cody and Seth and call out promo to-, <laughs> to build to the rivalry ending at a pay per view inside Hell in a Cell. No Legit Underboss, because I'd have booked them in two other Hell in a Cell matches <laughs> to build to a third one. Um, ben Zid says Hi lads, first time Super Chat here But I've watched you guys since 2018 Keep up the oh. great work P.S. There's a new 2K22 update Glad to see that the MyGM series is now even further outdated Could this lead to a second series? Hashtag DAD so, uh, Hashtag Rust Talk for Life We are talking about that earlier today How do we do a second series? Because we do want to do one It's just whether or not it works out for us to be able to do a second series. Uh, another
2: chat is coming oh, just sorry. above. Legit Underboss, I just want to see, say that I feel uncomfortable with the thought how two black women are being yelled at by a probably white man to shut up and wrestle and fix your attitude. Um, I don't think it's a racial issue. I just think it's a
1: WWE crapping on their, their, their wrestlers issue. It is more than crapping on talent that are <clears throat> difficult to work yeah. with. Um... Freddie Mayhem said, "Support rest, Talk or you're ugly." Liw for life. It's our new bumper. <laughs> Supreme status. I drive for work ten hours a day, and I fill that time listening to old podcast episodes from oh. you guys, start to finish. I'm currently on Super Showdown 2018. Thank you guys for all your hard work. Oh.
2: Well, th- tell us any any weird thoughts or observations we make if you're going one? through. Was that? That wasn't DX, wasn't DX and Brothers of Destruction. I th- it might be because was the that twenty seventh. Following year would have been when Wyatt won the belt.
1: Yeah, no, I no, I think, no, you're right. Super Showdown twenty eighteen. Good lord, what happened on that one? Oh, it was Super Showdown 2018 it was the Australian show. Ah, oh, g'day, mate. Uh, with Undertaker trips.
2: And that really bonds a Buddy Murphy match. <laughs>
1: didn't the iconics face Ronda Rousey. Oh no, they defeated Esker and Naomi. Ah, John Cena and Bobby Lashley defeated Elias, Elias and Kevin Owens as a tag team. Well,
2: they were that. That must have been around the time they got that mega heat.
1: We just moved segment. into this office. Yeah, this was the first thing that you watched. You didn't you and Andy watch this show together or
2: something? I think it might have been me and. Oh yeah, I can't remember.
1: It was either that or the October one.
2: Yeah, no, that was September.
1: It was Ronda and the Bella Twins versus the mm. Riot Squad.
2: Kush Rinnader has been a member for four months. Great point there on Rhodes and Vega. Change is needed, but nobody seems to be stronger than the power of money. Does that say more about the wrestler? No, I think it says more about the human condition. Uh, And finally, Charles Berg. Let's play Name That Wrestler. I give a bad description of a wrestler and you name him. You ready? Don't look. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, no, they haven't given the answer. (laughs) Okay. One, this wrestler hates the taste of water. Two, this wrestler hates the taste of apples. So not Carlito. Three, this wrestler wants to give you a taste. Four, the wrestler loves the taste of feet.
1: I, I mean, I hate riddles. And this is, this feels like one. Hates the taste of water. And Carlito did hate the taste of apples. He was always spitting them out. <laughs> At the, surprised every time will this be the one i like <laughs> no it's not i spit in the face um hates the taste of water i'll i mean i'll be honest with you charles i hate this sort of game so i, I will instead read out 10 russers last chat here and said i side with sasha and naomi lads bravo in eurovision and i hope it means great things for the uk going forward oh yeah Love you guys should have won but i get why but we should have won Oh, people are saying it's probably Triple H. He
2: spits the water yeah. in his entrance. What, what about all the other bits? Uh, this
1: wrestler wants to give you a taste. <laughs> hang on, he, hang he on. Happens? Apparently, Blackamora got it correct. So he said it's either Triple H, Carlito, Matt Lee, or Snitsky. Oh,
2: come on. He's not doing a Snitsky one.
1: Aren't people saying it's Snitsky? the taste of fame is it four different wrestlers though i think we've got it wrong i think it's not the same one it's four different wrestlers so
0: this wrestler hates the taste of water is triple
1: h this wrestler hates the taste of apples is carlito this wrestler wants to give you a taste is apparently uh the lad from aew and four is um snitsky cool yeah, oh, Charles, Charles has had some all time great Ultra Chats in on this show. That he's, might, he's trying out a new thing. That isn't it? might be one of your worst. <laughs> it might be one of the worst you've
2: ever done. We've had one last one come in, final one for now. Grace Lester, could the statement be WWE gearing up for axing them from the company, like as a justification for releasing someone with the star power of Sasha Banks and the longevity of Naomi? Um, I don't think anything was that thought out no, they I don't think it does. they've not done that for anybody else they freaking released Bray Wyatt with not a, a hint um, apart from not using them on TV I think this was a in the heat of the moment emotional move I think it was as well uh-huh.
1: A couple of other emails that we've got in. Uh, this comes in from Prime, who said, "I'd like to make a personal shout out to Herbertsville Road in New Jersey. It's not even a parkway or anything. It just holds a special place in my heart. Not because it's particularly great, but because the roads here are all actually effing god awful outside of this one. Not even just ugly. Just no scenery. Actively designed in ways where I wonder how the f the people who planned them out thought this would be okay. A place down the street from my house is literally f- uh, famed for the amount of accidents that happen when people try to try to. Sorry, when people try to merge lanes." Field is just a straight effing line that's smooth and great. Yeah. Like Pete. (laughs) Uh, PS, you guys are pretty much the only podcast I listen to. Do all podcasts have specific subject matter that gets ignored just in talking about segments about their favourite roads, or is it just this one? I think that's pretty common for any rambly
2: podcast. Uh, Particularly British ones. They they really buried... That didn't feel like, here's
1: my favourite road. It's just, here are all the
2: roads I don't like. Here's, I hate where I live.
1: (laughs) Um, how you went up for a trip away mm-hmm. over the weekend. Was it nice? It was nice. It was full of, uh,
2: what do you call them? Livestock. Oh, right, yes. It's in the Peak District.
1: You mm. cannot move
2: for sheep, a lot of cows, and not much phone
1: signal. I was about to ask, actually, you know, you had your Eurovision party was cancelled. What did you just do instead? We watched Eurovision at home. So just you and your partner? Just me and Anna, yeah. Isn't that, like... I don't know. I think Eurovision is only good to watch when you are surrounded by lots of other people. I feel like watching it either on your own or just with a partner is quite a depressing no. scenario to be in. But it, it it is long. You know, when
2: when it is a, long, isn't it though? When you hit the third hour, <laughs> and you're like, oh, we could have gone to bed, yeah. and, uh, th- and and you're like, and oh, we're only a third of the way through all the entrance. Well, that's it. Like two hours is the campy. Performances and then the, the next two hours are a few other performances and admin. <laughs> <laughs> and I do get a kick out of televisual admin. That, those are my favorite parts of The Apprentice. The the extensive debrief yep. with three stages. <laughs> my partner just switches off at that point, gets a, gets Instagram out. What's the cutest cat I can find? Mm-hmm. There it is. Um But yeah, no, I
1: you don't watch Eurovision though, do you? Only the only times I've really watched Eurovision, like from start to end and not just sort of dipped in and out of, is if you're at a Eurovision party. Mm-hmm. And those I've had great times at because it's just a lot of people sitting around, usually not really paying attention to what's going on on the telly box. I watched Eurovision with you, and we had a great time with that.
2: What my old, uh, place? Your old place? Was that but... a
1: Eurovision weekend? Yeah, when we did that. the
2: uh, the Comic Con weekend. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: Um So like that.
2: Try ignoring Spain, honestly. <laughs> His butts. I'm not even a butt guy. <laughs> and they, those butts cannot lie. It was all up on the screen. <laughs> I might write a, a letter into points of view. Butts <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's only funny if you are an, yeah. an Adam and Joe fan. Yeah. <laughs> but it will be butts. Right, well, we're going to... Um, we're actually going to end this podcast now so we can do a bit of admin so we can discuss what we're actually going to how we're going to format this show because it's yeah a Show you'll already heard but we don't actually know how we're going to do this yet anyway let's get in sorry no that's i've already done the i need to go i need to end this podcast <laughs> we're back tomorrow sp3 and Satine Yangi will be reviewing nxt and then on thursday it's myself and ollie davis reviewing rampage and then on friday it's myself and angela doing the team Danuke show take care everyone i love you goodbye